Hello, this is Frank Falvey with Frank Presents, and I want to welcome Mark Lindsay. Thank you, Frank. Mark, welcome to the program. Thank you. You have a show already on radio that's been running for years since the radio started. Yeah, we were the lucky. The wonderful world of wine. Yeah, that's right. We're having a lot of fun and appreciate the station for supporting us to put the word out about wine. And when is that program on? It's on Wednesdays at 10, uh, 1 and 7, and again on Saturdays at 1. You know, I have a program called Frank's Music. Yeah, love and it. And you, you inspired me. The wine I, show. The wine yes. show. I did a whole program <laughs> yep. on wine yep. music. Yeah, you could do another one, too. There's so many out there, so many wine songs. Oh, yeah. there are. It was are. great. And, and you're part of a family-owned business at uh, Franklin Liquors, which right. is on uh, East Central Street. Correct, yeah. Family-owned. My, my mom and dad bought it back in 1978. If people are familiar with Franklin, it's the old Jimmy's package store, which was penny candy and liquor on the other side. So a lot of people know it as the soda fountain and tobacco shop. Uh, but we bought it in 78, and we've moved to East Central Street in uh, 86. Wow. Yeah, wow. that building's no longer there, Frank. They, the old building. The yeah, old building yeah, is yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, it, it's a, a, a small, compact store. Yep. And uh, obviously you have wine. Yep, beer, wine, and liquor, full liquor license. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I, w at one time, was interested in revolutionary uh, yep. wine. And Madeira. Madeira. Yep. And went into your store. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And you, you had two types, one for cooking and one for consumption. Yep. Right, right. Uh, we try to have a good selection. It's tough to, with the size of the store, but uh, selection is key nowadays, yeah. Well, there's a ballot question, ballot question uh, number three. Yes. And I would refer uh, people to this booklet that the Secretary of State sent out uh, to all Massachusetts residents. And uh, ballot question number three, which is on uh, liquor licenses for stores, not necessarily affecting uh, anything about a bar or drinking on premise. Right, the on premise uh, is bars and restaurants and off premise, which this bill it tackles is uh, retail stores. Well, why don't you tell us the wonderful uh, changing history of uh, liquor stores and, yeah. and the liquor business. I, yeah, I, I think it's a complicated subject. A lot of people really don't have a grasp of what happened with liquor in general. Um, but I want to take you back, Frank, to prohibition, right? The, the country was getting out of control, and they said the solution was prohibition, right? We're going to ban alcohol altogether. So then, well, there were religious reasons. A lot of reasons. reasons, but it actually got worse for, because of prohibition. After prohibition ends, the government says, okay, we, we have to really control this now. We got out of control. Let's find a way to control it. So they said, we're going to give the states the option to either have a three tier system where there's distribution levels or the state controls the distribution of alcohol. So. Massachusetts is a three-tier state. Mm -hmm. Like New Hampshire would be an example of a state-controlled liquor industry. So that kind of complicates things because the distributor buys from a winery, goes to the distributor, and then I buy from the distributor, and then I'm the person you have to buy for in a store. So that alone was a complicated thing in the, in the world of liquor. Then you have, you were saying, on-premise licenses, which means when you go in a bar or restaurant, you're drinking it right there. And then off-premise, which liquor stores, grocery stores, uh, box clubs, that's where that falls in. But there's also two versions of licenses for that, beer and wine only or 
full liquor, which means beer, wine, and liquor. So it, it can be very confusing to people when they go into a store that sells only beer and wine, looking for a liquor-based thing and asking, you know, why don't you have it? You have alcohol, but you don't have this. So just you, know, you have beer and wine. Beer, wine, not and... Not, not alcohol or, or strong alcohol. Not. Right, beer, wine, beer and wine license, only malt beer and wine. Um, right. Full liquor license means you can sell liquor, vodka, gin, whiskeys, right. Right. that type of thing. So this uh, bill kind of puts things, limits on um, off-premise, uh, how many you can have for beer and wine and how many you can have for liquor. And they want to kind of, again, control it. So they're pitching it as, let's control it now before it gets kind of out of hand type right. of situation. Uh, towns, each town, uh, I always had the idea that there were a certain number of liquor licenses that you would have, could drink on premise, and then there was a certain number of liquor licenses uh, that you uh, could have uh, so, stores of yep. beer, beer or wine, right. you'd have a certain number of, of uh, gas stations or convenience stores being able to sell that, or a certain number uh, that would have full licenses that could could uh, sell hard liquor or uh, and beer and wine and, and, you know, maybe some other stuff. Correct. Uh, the, the towns do approve, based on population, the number of licenses, but they still have to be approved by the state. Uh, the state tells each town based on population this is how many you can give, then the town is the one who approves them. But ultimately, the Alcohol Commission is the one who gives you the, the license based on approval from the town. Um, we're at, I believe, eight uh, full liquor licenses in, in Franklin now. We're maxed out based on population. Once it hits another five, every 5,000, I believe, is the number population, you granted another full liquor license that the, the, we're talking now uh, off-premise off drinking eight correct eight, eight full uh, eight stores eight retail full stores liquor license in town right. yeah and how many beer and wine do you have any I'm not sure the exact number yeah um, I know we're maxed out because the last one that was approved was what they call a plus one we didn't yeah. have one but that person went to the state the state said you can give one and they did approve it, so it's at a, it's at, we're over one, but, we're but over not, but one. I don't know the exact number. Yeah. Now, the, the, the bars and wines, the, the uh, uh, convenience stores that sell beer and wine, yep. and yourself as a, a poor liquor store, you can sell those licenses. They can't, there's some that have rules where you can't transfer them or has to stay with the, the physical location, but most people, there's a history of that within the state of they're becoming very valuable because there's none left. So if you wanted to come into town, you have to really buy someone else's business, right. which includes the license. It doesn't mean the town will grant the transfer. Even if you bought my license, you still have to go to the town to transfer it from me to you. Right. So the town could still say, no, I'm not going to, for some unknown reason, give it to Frank. Right. Um, but. But it, you have it's to rare. Go the town. Yeah. Uh, but they actually have to buy the bis business as opposed to the license. But it's right. It would be included. It would buy be included it. as right. part of the right. business. Right. Oh, that's right. interesting. Right. Uh, it's just confusing, right? Confusing. I mean, a lot of people just don't. Well, you know. I, I was in shock. Uh, I grew up and lived near Doyle's, 
which is a famous bar on Washington Street in Jamaica Plain, uh, an old political bar goes back to Mayor Curley's days. Wow. And I believe they sold, uh, I guess, the business and the license, although the, the business went out. They, they mainly wanted the license for some something in the seaport district overlooking the ocean for uh, uh, a half a, a half a million dollars, I believe it was. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, uh, so the you, city must have been maxed out, and the only way they could get it was buy an existing so license. It, <laughs> these licenses yeah. are very valuable, yeah. depending on uh, yep. where you are. Yeah, exactly. Well, ballot question number three, okay? Yep. Um, let, let me cover some easy things first. Yep. One of the things is, what what are you re, what can you accept now as proof of uh, age? Mm -hmm. Because in here now, this law would add that out-of-state driver's licenses would be uh, acceptable uh, an acceptable form of identification. Right. What what is the law now? The law now is you you can only accept Massachusetts uh, valid license or a liquor identification card or a passport um, and nothing from out of state. So being on the Rhode Island border, it's very difficult. So it's at the store's discretion, but not something the state approves you to take. So this opens it up and they're saying it's going to promote more out of state business because business that would totally refuse New Hampshire or Rhode Island or any visitors coming in, um, you can now take them. Well, what happens with foreign tourists, someone comes into Franklin and they're from Spain yeah. or somewhere, or Canada. Yeah, passport is, is fine. So it doesn't have to be a U.S. passport. It can be, yeah, just a It passport. can be any, yeah. Yeah. any, any passport. That's my interpretation, yeah. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's, that's what I want to ask you. This bill, that's one thing you saw right away and you said, what is it now, right? So yeah. a lot of that in that bill is things like, well, they, they're talking about it's a better safety, so people are always saying, why isn't it safe now? I mean, there's a lot of things in there that just well, seem confusing. Uh, um, uh, it, one of the things that I, I think when you apply to safety, that that's, I'm not sure the bill exactly touches, is that I was always upset when uh, the local uh, market on Pond Street, uh, put beer and wine in the store, or beer and wine became available in large grocery stores. Mm -hmm. Because then you have your kids, you bring your young kids in into the store, right? Yeah. You're picking up groceries and stuff for them to have and food, and it and it's like almost saying, well, it's fine. Beer and wine is fine. You know, no no problem. You can right. go buy it. And we've always had, particularly in Franklin, a problem with uh, alcohol consumption among teens. And so I, I've always been kind of uh, not happy, but I don't think this law is particularly addressing any of those concerns. Well, you hit on a few things I, I love that we can talk about. Uh, first is the whole uh, supermarket thing. It, it, supermarkets couldn't even sell beer and wine until right. 2006, I believe, there was a ballot question, and it came up for, to allow beer and wine in uh, supermarkets or con uh, supermarkets, yeah. And um, we're actually right now in Colorado, they're trying to push it 
Uh, so a lot of states really don't even have it now. But in 2006, it was voted down. So you still couldn't, up to 2006, could not sell in supermarkets in Massachusetts. It came back in 2011 and overwhelmingly passed. So that's when beer and wine started going into supermarkets in Massachusetts. At that time, though, in 2011, there was a deal made because prior to 2011, any business could only have three licenses total, be it beer, wine, or liquor. So a supermarket, has, if it's a chain in Massachusetts, no matter how many stores they have. Uh, like Market Basket Correct. doesn't sell it in Bellingham. Right. So they could only have three at that time. That was it. And they had a strategically place where they wanted them. But they, there was a lot of going back and forth. You know, that's not enough. So in 2011, when they allowed it into supermarkets, it was kind of another deal made where over time we will grant more licenses. So it went from three to five to seven to nine. So currently, and it built up over the years. So currently we're at nine. So any corporation business store can have nine licenses in whatever format beer, wine, or, or liquor. And that's one of the things that this bill is, is dealing with, is they want to raise it to 18 total licenses, but limit the total liquor ones to only seven. So they want to drop the total liquor from nine to seven, but allow 18 total licenses so you can have more beer and wine. So the supermarkets should really like it because they're going from limit of nine to 18 possible licenses. So brings me to my next point, which you mentioned, I'm glad, is exposure. When I was a kid, and we talked about the old Jimmy's store, yeah. when I walked in that store, I saw candy. Yeah. I never saw alcohol. Right. Right? To your point, when kids are going in stores now, because it's in so many different types of stores, they have n nothing but exposure to, to alcohol because it's it's basically in every aisle or it's, it's there's signs and everything yeah. Yeah. so in my business being a liquor store you have the option i, I don't want to go in there for whatever reason or you don't want to expose your children you don't go in the liquor store but you have to go in the grocery stores right so you have to kind of you can't prevent really from seeing this stuff so i don't know if safety wise one of the things is by limiting that kind of controlling it is it would be an example of exposure if we don't let it go unlimited okay. so I'm kind of that's my play on exposure but it, but every year what you're saying is the state legislature gets more and more lenient more, toward exactly toward the the big chains and and the people with uh, a lot of monetary interest and selling a lot of liquor. Yeah, it's a it's a powerful industry, and you have to look at it from there's the supermarket industry, there's the convenience store industry, right? There's the wholesalers. So everybody has their own piece that they want things done. The wholesaler wants to sell to everybody, but if everybody's limited, they can't sell. The supermarkets want to bring everybody into their store, they want to have the selection of the beer and wine. And the convenience stores, which now don't really have much, want it as well. And during COVID, but there was going to be a bill where Cumberland Farms was proposing unlimited 
convenience store licenses based on if you sold food, uh -huh. which food was lit like chips or, uh -huh. you know, Slim Jims, you could get a license. And it would have passed, Frank. It would have come up to, to vote, but they couldn't get enough signatures because of COVID. So uh -huh. then in turn, they kind of worked this back in. Yeah. Um, so there's always things going on at the state house that relate to alcohol, and they kind of make uh, a deal where we could put one bill together to try to make everybody happy, which but you if, can't too. But you can't because if you read right. in this bill, the per, right. the nose are basically supermarkets who want to say let's put it everywhere. And 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 there are not. One of the things that really ticked me off, right? Uh, you know, I used to work in the baking industry, and the baking industry was its own worst enemy, because in a holiday week. Right, they had to pay tremendous overtime to work that five days in the week mm -hmm. when they could have just stopped delivery to the stores in one day a week, right? But but the thought of the competition being out there in you not was just overwhelming. Yeah. The liquor industry, right, and I think a terrible wisdom, decided why don't we push instead of on Sunday, opening the stores, I think it was twelve or one o'clock. Yeah. Let's open the stores at 10 o'clock. Yeah, that and changed. I, yeah. And I think this came yeah. from supermarkets. The supermarkets. Yeah, because they're open all Because time. they're open all the yeah. time, right? Yeah. Now, what in the world is two hours or maybe three hours difference really going to make? Right. And you buying, and you buying uh, liquor. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think there's some traditions Sunday or whatever you want as your holy day or a day of rest, mm -hmm. right? You, you can choose or to have. I don't, I don't think it was, I think that probably hurt the profits of people that opened two or three hours. Of, I don't right. think that ever increased your profits in the industry right. profits. Right, right. Well, it just spaces things out, you know, and before that there was the blue laws where you couldn't sell anything on Sunday. People right. had to get everything on Saturdays and get ready for Sunday. Uh, so, that, But that's a great example of how the industry just, they keep adding things on and on and on to, to the laws and changing things and adapting things, even to the point of holidays where you can't sell. There was a time where Memorial Day or Thanksgiving, Christmas, you couldn't open certain days. Now I think the only day we have to not sell or close by the state is Thanksgiving and Christmas, and on Memorial, you have to open up at noon. Those are the only three, and there, there's legislation to take away Thanksgiving because certain people don't celebrate holidays, they feel it's not fair, or they're open. So even that will be going away, Frank, at some point. It's sad. I, I think that's pushing the envelope too far. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. One of the interest, interesting things, but first let me, yep. gas stations, right? Mm -hmm. Are there a lot of gas stations now that have convenience stores? Are they selling beer and wine out of those stores? They can, yeah. Cumberland Farms was one of the big chains who wanted to push for unlimited beer and wine licenses. I believe they have 200-something stores in Massachusetts. So imagine if, if that came through, yeah. every Cumberland Farms could have beer and wine. It would help, you know, greatly. But again, back to exposure, it yeah. brings up a, a lot. And then it, it just puts things out everywhere. You're not like you're, 
selling more alcohol is you probably know frank is it's a well it's a business i can only sell to people that are 21 plus so i lose a segment right and then the people that are 21 plus now they're adapting they're not they're not drinking as much uh since cannabis was legal a lot of people have stopped drinking and, and went to cannabis so really it's that trend of people drinking is going down and the amount of uh, liquor we're putting out is going up so now it just leads to everybody's fighting for that one person and it becomes a convenience so i think people have to look at this you know as, as a consumer as convenience do you feel it's convenient to have unlimited or a controlled portion of the liquor right now i i think it's too unlimited we need to tighten up the control about mentioning tighten up the control mm -hmm. i found it interesting that in this bill if you occur a, a fine mm -hmm. uh, and this applies to off-premise uh, apparently right, right. Yep. if you incur a fine it's based on your liquor sales it, yeah that's but, con it's confusing but they want they want to change this and they want to base it on gross sales right. of the store of the corporation yeah, right yeah the gross sales well is it of the total of the corporation store, or of that store? Of the stores, yeah, the corporation, which if it's a supermarket, it would be that supermarket. Yeah, gross It would be that. So if you go to Wedman's up on the, and, and they, uh, uh, they have a fine, mm -hmm. it's based on the total gross of that store up in West, uh, North Moore, That particular store. That particular store. Yeah, and I actually had a call uh, legal asking about this because most of the time, there's two types of fines that anyone selling liquor can get. Be the ABC, the Alcohol Beverage Commission of the state, can fine you for something, or the town can fine you for something, say, when they do age stings or something like that. And most people hear about the, st the town fines that lead to a suspension where you have to close for so many days based right. on the... Yeah. So a lot of the fines from the state, you have the option of taking a, a monetary fine instead of closing or stopping business ceasing business it happens at wholesale levels and big chains uh, a lot of people go for the monetary version because that fee is very small to them versus right. losing a day of sale right so now they're saying if you want to take that we want to look at your total sales for that which some of the big stores you know that's that's a huge loss instead of closing down your one little aisle for three days you would take that fine so it's gross. do you have any idea how much of an increase in a fine that would be for a major i, I uh, would say it could be you know a big store it could be hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah that's what i'm on, thinking you know it usually the fine is based on the day you, you committed the fine so if if and for instance if they did a sting, oh, it's not based on a year or something it's like based that? on the the day well if if it's a set fine they come up with a, a, a number now but if it was a sting where something happened on a Friday, usually you'd have to serve it on on that day on a Friday. So a closing the sale, right? Right. And I would assume the gross sale would be on that day as well. Not on the year. I, I think it's just a particular day. For, I'm, that's my interpretation. But once again, I have to call people to get yeah, numbers, yeah. And, and I don't know. You find that interesting in the bill? I I don't know why the average consumer of alcohol even would think that's a that's a an issue 
I, you tell me. I, oh, I, to me, it's a huge issue you, because it, it involves. I, I can just see. Again, uh, my first thought was that it might be based on uh, I, the gross sales of a year, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see where it might just be. I believe based it's the on day because that's the way they usually do on the day. And yeah. I, I, but I did not read that in, yeah. in the legislation. Well, it says gross. It doesn't tell you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. And they, from what I heard, they only changed one uh, word or added "gross" instead of "sales." So I don't know what they're going for. Well, um, you could have net sales or gross. Right. Gross means the total revenue that you receive. Right. We don't know if it's today or it's still going to be big for for a big a big store. So <laughs> yeah, it's going to be yeah. huge. Yeah. So it, to me, it's fascinating. That they're now going to have to pay a huge fine, and even even uh, uh, smaller stores, right? That that conveniences like Cumberland Farms, right? Yeah. I'm not sure that uh, their sale of of liquor on an average day mm -hmm. has got to be fairly insignificant compared to the rest of their sales. So. If a Cumberland Farms gets hit on a store basis, right, right. that's got to up the ante yeah. quite a bit that if I was running the, uh, overseeing the, the liquor stores, I'd really want to make sure I'm tightening up right. and not being uh, sloppy right. and, and checking IDs or, or how uh, I abide by the law or I kind of skirt the law a little. Right. And a lot yeah. of the violations, people think just like you that it, most of the time it's just for ID violations or selling to minors or something like that. But it could be other violations where they might be transferring product illegally or underpricing or something like that too. So that would be a state fine that they could incur. incur. So, so you have price controls? There, there is a, a rule where you have to price a certain way. You can only uh, put it so much below cost, that type of thing. And when you buy, you have to show the invoice of what you paid. So it is controlled. And and I really have never seen liquor stores, uh, like if you went into a, a buy, I liked it when they did away with happy hours yeah. and, and you could get free stuff between these hours. Mm -hmm. I thought that was great. Yeah. But they've done away with that very quietly. Yeah, that's and, coming back too. Is it? It's I for it's going back, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's already back. They can yeah. offer happy hours now, uh, or at least I've seen uh, establishments do that. Doing it. Doing it, yeah. uh, which I think is wrong. Huh. Uh, but uh, so we, we uh, talked about, but are there two different, um, oh, self-checkout. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I found I found this, and, and pardon me if I read it. Yeah. In the state, in the store sale of alcoholic beverages by a license engaged in the sale of alcoholic beverages, as so authorized under the provisions of this section, shall be conducted through face-to-face -face transactions between the customer and the license, or between the customer and an authorized employee of the license who has attained the age of 18. In-store automatic or self-checkout sales of alcohol beverages by such licenses shall be prohibited. Right. Does that 
also prohibit you from receiving um, a order over the internet for uh, a bottle of doers. Yeah. And oh, deliver no, it's not. If this is just the the self checkouts itself, and I had to check myself what the interpretation was because there's a lot of stores now. When you get to a self checkout, you have a bottle of wine, you scan it. Usually a, a siren goes off. Someone has to come over because you can't just pay and leave. They have to visually check your license, and then they key something in. The sale can continue, and then you can you can leave. Oh, so and it won't. My my yeah, understanding yeah. is you'll still be able to do that. You'll still be able to go to a self checkout. It'll still it should flag you, yeah. but there has to be someone there to say, okay, it's Frank. I got to check his license. It's approved. The the issue they're saying is happening is people know how to beat the system. In other words, I can get a six pack of Coke. Coca-Cola and I could put one can of Coke in a six pack of beer, I scan the Coke, the sensor never goes off. If there's no one around the self-check ki kiosk, I can just walk out with five beers and a Coke. So that's kind of what they're saying. They don't they want these self-services to be someone has to visually be watching and if someone is buying alcohol, they're there. Or they're seeing what people are buying. You can still self-check out, but it has to be observed. And you probably notice when you go in stores, they're adding more and more self-checkouts, self less people. <laughs> so there's probably one person watching five, six registers, and they're feeling it has to be tightened up a little bit. Oh. So that's kind of what they're pushing. Not that you can't do it or you have yeah. to get rid of them. You just have to visually see it. I'm old. I email you and say, I want a bottle of doers. Mm -hmm. And I have a handicap license plate. I come up, I drive out and... Front, and uh, I, I email you and say, when I arrive, mm -hmm. can you bring it out and I'll pay you outside. Mm -hmm. That's still legal. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was key during COVID. That's how we did a lot of business, curbside service. But I you still call, have to fizzle. I, I, I call you up or I order my doers. I live at 920 Pond Street where you come out and bring it out. You come out and bring it out. I pay you. I still got to show you my driver's license, right? Still, but it, yeah. But it's it's legal. It's legal, and still, all the delivery services now, like Drizzly and DoorDash, they physically check your license online, and then the person delivers supposed to match up that exact, so it matches. They check it online. You're supposed to input your license information when you order, and then they're supposed to check it when you, yeah. That's a whole whole other thing in the industry. That, that seems like it would lead to some uh, yeah, again, abuse. It's, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it seems to lead It's crazy. Lead to, um, the big, how, when you look at it, though, Frank, do you think of it as a, it's safety related? Because it, it's, no, it's it, not I, safety. It's, there's it's no being safety. touted as there's supporting no, small there's business. There's no safety related yeah. thing in the whole thing. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it to me, the whole thing is on an, on the number of licenses that you can hold. And I got confused uh, uh, because I read about reduction, yeah. right, of licenses. Yeah. Well, reducing but, the liquor from nine to seven. But if you build up to nine before everything goes in, you're grandfathered in. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of people right now are kind of grabbing up to oh. build up. Because they know if this passes, it's going to drop, but they'll be grandfathered.
But the, so a lot of people building up to, to nine. To, to nine to, to total liquor, yeah. Yeah. But then they're and adding they're, 18 beer and wine. So when you think about it, you know, how, it, it'll help change that have, uh, you know, maybe 15 stores, but it's not going to be good for people who have 200 stores because if they want to put it everywhere. Yeah, but I, I, I'm still of the belief uh, that the, the stores that are going to have more uh, licenses uh, and they're going to go up to 18, but only, only what, seven of them can be full liquor. Correct, yes. That is still increasing what I don't want to see, yeah. which, which is more alcohol just, okay, this is just a normal yeah. uh, substance you buy uh, for the family, maybe the uh, adults and teenagers uh, just drink it in the household, uh, but it's increasing that visibility and acceptance. Mm -hmm. uh, so on that point, uh, if, on you that, if, you say, if you say no because you don't want 18, What's going to happen next is the other industry is going to say, okay, now we're going to push for unlimited. So right. think about if it says a ballot question, do you want uh, beer and wine in convenience stores? Yeah. As, a, as the most consumers, they like convenience. So they'll say, right. yeah, that's what we did in, in 2011 with food. They said, do you want to see beer and wine in food stores, supermarkets? And we said, yeah, I'm in there getting my bread and milk. I want to get my beer and wine. So there's the, the yes part of this would be control it now. Let's give out a little bit more in a controlled instead of sending it back where someone's going to want unlimited. And that's going to be what the next thing is. People so, that, so that's the question. Exactly. Control now. Control it now. Or, make a deal. Keep yeah, it a yeah. little controlled. Or it's going to open up and you're going to see it you know, worse. But the other thing, people believe in convenience. Right, exactly. A and that was the overwhelming vote, yeah. is if it's easy for me, fine yep. and great. Right, right. But where do we go, if, if you're going to believe in convenience, you're going to believe what happened in beer and wine, mm -hmm. then you're going to believe that marijuana should be sold in in stores at some point, right, right, because it, it's more convenient, right, and, and so you're going to move marijuana into grocery supermarkets. There's big money to be made in it, right? Yeah, there's plus taxes. There's <laughs> there's lower money yeah. to be made in beer and wine now because the sales are going down. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a tough. You know that's why I like hearing from people like you because how how do people see it? Do they see it? Do we want to control it, or do you want to see convenience? And it's a convenience world, but we're not gaining any more drinkers. We're putting out more exposure. So, is it good based on that? Yeah. Or I don't know. This is—they're kind of pushing it also to say it's a small bit. It's a—it's supporting small business. We're giving small business a chance, which you know, other, there's a side that likes that. I mean, obviously, I'm biased. I'm in business, so. Yeah. Um, but, but small business, right? Mm -hmm. Particularly when sales are going down, right? Yeah. Then your incentive to have that business, okay, is got to go down too, because you're going to be making less money, and someone is going to be making enough. 
yeah. to keep that business going. Yeah, it it brings it back to when you were talking about the um, the fines. Right. If I get caught serving to a minor in my liquor store, and I serve a th three day suspension, I have to close because all I sell is liquor. Yeah. When they were talking about the the supermarket, if a supermarket wants to serve a three day suspension, they just close that one aisle, but they can still sell right. everything else. So I think when we get back to that you know, small business, if you're just liquor, you, you just you have you, no you other alternative to sell. So it, That's it, why I think the fine, you, you take away the option of closing that aisle, or, or uh, and I imagine, um, does this take away that option? It, now they'll have to look at what they do in sales and, and bear wine. They might take the closing of the the, they might take that option, they're fine. It, but they still, they might not because it's still, <laughs> who knows? They're going to have to look at their numbers, what they, what they want to do. I, but do you think the, the, the stores, big stores still could um, just close the aisle? They could, right, right. And, and not take I the I think fine. they could still serve the suspension, well, uh, depending well, if it's a state violation or a town violation. The town right. can still tell them you have to serve it's so complicated, Frank. It really is. I go back and forth and... Uh... We're adding uh, this clip to the show that uh, you have just been watching because of recent developments uh, on uh, ballot question number three. And again with me is Mark Lindsay. Mark, can you bring us up to date on the ad that uh, the Total Wine uh, company is uh, presently uh, putting on the air uh, on ballot question number three. Yeah, Frank, so currently there's a vote no commercial that everyone is seeing. Uh, there's a, about a two and a half million dollar push for vote no. And if you look at the bottom of the screen, it's presented by Total Wine. If uh, people are not familiar, Total Wine is a major liquor store chain, which owns, I believe, 200 something stores in 25, 26 states in the United States. And people are asking, you know, what's going on here? I'm seeing a small store. I'm seeing it saying uh, small stores are going to, you know, can't, can't compete. They don't want this. Say no. And um, just be aware it's making it look like a small stores don't want it, but the small stores actually do want it. Um, and that's what we talked about previously, voting yes to support small stores. The retail association that uh, represents you and the small stores really are advocating yes on ballot question number three. Right. We, f we feel it is an expansion, but it's a safe expansion to prevent uh, an unlimited expansion. So the no people who wrote this commercial won't be happy with just nine licenses. They want more than nine. So they want you to say no, so it becomes more than nine, and, if it doesn't pass. And then they are not, and the thing that we want to reiterate is, they are not in favor of small retail stores. They are in favor of already on 200, and they'd probably love to put another 200 stores in Massachusetts. It's a chain, you're right, it's a, it's a chain. So it's the thinking of small versus uh, making liquor big, big stores. And are they a chain of just uh, liquor stores? 
Beer, wine, and liquor. Correct. Beer, wine, and yes. The, the other thing, Mark, was self-checkout. Uh, self-checkout. Can you explain it and explain that this will be a new feature of the new law and why it's so important? that this speech should be adopted. Yeah, last we spoke, I wasn't too sure if it was a total ban on self-checkout. So the, the uh, registers where you bring your items up, scan it, and there's no one there uh, to check you out. Right now, it'll come up very beep, and someone will come over to and approve your sale of alcohol, but that will be eliminated. You won't be able to scan and check out at a self-checkout counter. So it's big on on bigger stores, we have less person interaction of, of checkout and want you to scan and, and leave. And one of the reasons that I heard you say is that a lot of times someone underage could, uh, uh, or even if they're overage, could take a six pack of beer, slide in a Coca-Cola uh, uh, can and have that read the barcode of the Coke. Yeah, so you're scanning something, you're weighing something, it would never bring anyone over to raise any concern about you buying alcohol because it's something that's been scanned, something is put on the scale and, and weighed, and then you just walk. So, I mean, there's a lot of other things, but that's the major point that was brought up. Mark, I heard one of the most outstanding interviews that I've, I've ever heard. And that was you and Jim Derrick in the Safe Coalition talking in, in total, not only about ballot question number three, but the liquor industry and retail stores and their concern uh, within the community. And particularly your family's concern, uh, you operate uh, Franklin Liquors here, is it east or west? East Central? side. East, east Central. Central. Yeah. On East Central. Um, and, and you, as the, the public, uh, can go to uh, franklin.tv and these programs are in a podcast and you can go and look up uh, the Safe Coalition program, ballot question number three, and see this tremendous interview where you cover not only the ballot question, but you can cover a lot of concerns that you and small retail stores have about selling alcohol uh, beverages uh, in, in a community. And uh, a lot of it uh, is, is how to put proper uh, controls in. And one of them is going to be the fact that now you can rely on Massachusetts out-of-state uh, out driver's license uh, as a, a safe harbor uh, to use to sell uh, alcohol. Right, and thank you for, for that, Frankie. And, and a lot of feedback of this question, it's so confusing people on the, not only the question, but in the alcohol industry itself, uh, I think the communities become exposed so much that we don't see the differences between liquor, beer, and wine. This, this license issue, which is another part of the bill that people don't know about, along with the self-checkout, is currently we can only take Massachusetts forms of, of ID when someone purchases. In the systems with stores that have an ID checker, that's all they can accept. Uh, you'll now be allowed to take Rhode Island and any out of state, so they're promoting it as it's better for tourism of the state to allow this. But the other thing you need to think about is smaller businesses, physically 90% of those are 
physically taking someone's license and looking at them. Bigger stores usually have a computer, they just put it in and no one's really, you know, matching up your face to that. It, they're just saying the computer's saying okay. Uh, so it's another step of, of safety. And I've long believed that we have made alcohol like any other food, almost like candy. You go into any store and all you're seeing is alcohol. And I didn't realize that supposedly they're, they're limited to two aisles. They've limited what the town says for, for square footage and things of that sort. Yeah, it's a town setting. But, uh, but a lot of time, it's a town setting, but a lot of times people checking the store, say a retail store that sells food or whatever, uh, they're, they're not enforcing whether alcohol is in the front of the store, the side of the store, or, or where it's located, and, and whether it's in compliance. Yeah, there's, the a, there's, you know, I go back and forth with the town and the state on this. The, their license is set to an address which is a building, but the town sets them to, like you say, an aisle, and there's always dispute, well, it's in the building, but it's not in the aisle, who, you know, I see that as exposure. I see that as the difference between, you know, blending it in, and, and I get that feedback, and uh, a lot of the talking with people about this question, I think people don't see the difference with beer and wine versus liquor, or they think a store that has beer and wine sells liquor, the definition of liquor, there's such confusion within the community and it's become acceptance, you know, and I had that whole, you talked about the discussion with SAFE and we looked at this as far as cigarettes. Remember years ago? Right. Cigarettes, we kind of hid those now and stores that sold uh, pharmacy, you couldn't sell cigarettes, but we don't have that rule with alcohol. So we brought up that whole issue, you know, how can it be a pharmacy and sell alcohol, but a pharmacy and not sell cigarettes? Uh, so we're kind of bringing it all, all those issues up. Yeah, and and the, those are uh, important issues in guiding how uh, young people uh, perceive uh, alcohol and the danger of alcohol. Um, and I'm always concerned that the future of cannabis is going to go down the same road and someday it will be sold and uh, changed to us. Yeah, it's become acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that this acceptability has led to the uh, unintended consequences of uh, affecting individuals' lives because they become addicted either to the alcohol or to the cannabis. Right. Again, I would strongly recommend you go to uh, franklin.tv and you go to the previous co uh, podcast, you go to the Safe Coalition, and you really, as a family or individuals, want to uh, uh, watch uh, the Safe Coalition ballot question number three. Mark, it's Thank always a, a pleasure to Thank have you, you uh, in the studio. And I would remind uh, uh, people that you have the wonderful World of Wine show that for five years. Five years now, yes. Uh, that is wonderful. And uh, today we just did. A, another uh, music program on uh, Let's Sing About Wine, and we had an extensive uh, conversation about the songs in About Wine. Yeah, a lot of fun. Thank you, Thank Mark. You. Thank you.
This program was made possible by your Franklin friends and neighbors. Good folks, just like you. Thanks for supporting Franklin TV. And thanks for watching.